All right, welcome to episode three of the Hidden Saku Go podcast. It's kind of funny, I started recording this episode, and I found out I paused it halfway through on accident, so a nice chunk of the episode is now gone, but as a result, I have hopefully have some refined, refined thoughts. So in this episode, I want to talk about launch, because it happened. I want to talk a little bit about the commonality between artists and entrepreneurs, which is kind of funny. And just some of the general background, the goals, how it's all going with launch. So with that, let's get started. All right. So we are launch day and it's nerve wracking. It's really scary. And I think it might be a good idea to start with the whole artists and entrepreneurs thing, because I feel like we both can relate to this on a fairly personal level. So launch. I'd consider myself an entrepreneur at this point because I've tried launching multiple and I think I've stuck with two companies now. Uh, So it's an advertising company and then this store. And I have to say, (laughs) the scariest thing in the world, in my opinion, is launching for the very first time. Now, the reason why is because I see business as my art form and it's kind of my baby, right? Like I spent lots of hours into it and what if it's not successful? <laughs> Am I, should I just put this out there and be seen as a failure? Like, I think those types of thoughts run through my head for sure. And I know lots of other entrepreneurs and artists head too. Because from what I understand, there are a lot of artists that are scared to start putting their content out there because they feel like their art isn't refined enough. So you can think about that as the same feeling that a lot of entrepreneurs have. So we really aren't that different, honestly, as people. It's just kind of, it's funny. It's interesting like that. But... We pushed through the fear. It made it took me a day to kind of like come to grips with those stomach churning feelings. But after we launched to our initial mailing list, we uh, started running ads. So I have to say though, um, for those first little couple days, I was really nervous about running because the site itself wasn't quite like optimized. If that makes sense, there was a lot of little small tweaks that I wanted to make still, lots of other things that I wanted to make. But the important part with all this is that you just launch and you figure out all that kind of stuff later on. It has to be mostly done, right? Nothing will ever be perfect when you launch it. Same thing with art. But you just have to start putting it out there and it'll get better as you go along. And actually, generally, people like seeing, especially nowadays, genuine progress from other people. They like seeing the Trump story, if that makes sense. Like, the underdog story, I guess is a better word. And that's kind of the way I want to portray here too. I was initially nervous running these ads also because I didn't feel like I had the core message of the company thought out yet. So you all know that the core goal of this company is not only make really good looking anime merch, but also to help artists and bring change in the industry. That's that's kind of like the whole activist side of it, right? But I think I got in my head a little bit too much, and I was worried about, what if I push the activism side too much? Does that mean the streetwear type people are going to get left out, and vice versa? And what I kind of came to the conclusion of was, well, if our core heart of the company is, like, we just want to help the artists, right? That's kind of the main goal. That's what I want all of our decisions to center around. Then... Why not just focus on that, right? So that's what we ended up think that's that's today actually, I think, is when I'm gonna really start kind of crafting the message out 
and pushing it out that way. Because when you're writing copy, which is the text part of ads, you have to make sure you have that message well in pat so that way you can portray it accurately. Because copy will take a little bit, as any writer knows. You can't just sit down and stare at a paper and start busting out some brilliant lines. <laughs> Sometimes it takes a little bit. That's the same thing in copywriting. So, anyway, on the other way, we launched. That's the important part. It's been a little bit since this last episode. It's probably been roughly five days, I'd say. It's been very cloudy outside, very rainy. Uh, it's even windy and cold today still, but I'm getting out. I'm doing some outdoor walking. Um, and basically what happened between those past couple of days is we launched from launch. We sent out an email to our small group of email subscribers. And from there, well, there's a guy just kind of sitting in the middle of the canal. It's kind of weird. I'm going to turn around. <laughs> so we launched our small group of email subscribers. And Eric and Cole came in clutch, my two really good friends. And they both bought something from the store. So Eric got two shirts. Cole got two stickers. So very grateful for their support. But you can't live off of friends forever. So then it was time to start running ads. Ads, of course, were very scary because... I feel like uh, at the time I wasn't feeling like, oh, I have everything. I don't have everything masterfully planned out, right? But I went back to the, all right, I just have to have it planned out enough. So where is the direction I'm going? I'll start writing copy in that direction. And as I go on, I can refine it and get it better. So I wrote the copy um, kind of like we, like a portion of all these funds goes to the artist. Uh, just to really, I can't think of the copy right off the top of my head. That was the direction I went in, right? So we wrote the ad, and after a little over 24 hours, we got it for sale, which was this morning. And after fixing some really dumb PayPal stuff that took forever, I received the first payment and sent out the first order. Now, we were profitable, okay? We, the order cost about 20... Sorry, um, the order cost roughly $17 in ad spend, to get the order. The order itself was for $34, is for one of the Death Note shirts. And to produce the shirt, it'll cost roughly $10. So plus shipping, right? If I remember correctly. Now, that is just a little under break even, which is not what we want to do, right? We want to be profitable, because the more we're profitable, the more artists get paid at the end of the day. I can't afford to pay artists by gross amount, so I have to pay them through the profit share. So if I make a dollar, they will make 10 cents off of every dollar because it's a 10% break at the lowest. And that dollar that I gain will go back into things like ad spend and running the store and that kind of stuff, right? Um, but yeah, that's going to be the real kicker is how do we increase the average cart value? Now, there's two ways that you can do that. The average cart value being how much is someone on average going to spend with you when they come and visit your store, your online store? So how much is going to be in the shopping cart, which is where that term comes from. And in this case, it seems like it's around 27-ish dollars, if I had to guess, because we had two we had some stickers that sold, but mostly shirts have sold so far. No hoodies yet. I think the hoodies might be a little bit too expensive. So we can adjust those prices as time goes on. But the way that you can sell more is not just making your products more expensive, but do a thing called bundling. So bundling is where... You have a shirt for $34, let's say, and you sell, you always say, hey, you can get this shirt and I will give you a second shirt for 20 bucks. And they're like, 
oh, sweet, right? Like if I buy one shirt, I get another one for X amount off. You see that all the time in retail and in sales in general. And there's a good reason because the person is more prompted to buy and take advantage of the situation. So I had some bundling tools that I was messing around with before, but I hadn't quite figured out how to integrate them to look good on the site. Now, for you e-commerce guys out there, I am fairly new to Shopify at this moment. I have tinkered around with it a little bit before. It looks really good. It's easy to set up good looking sites, but the majority of my practice has been in ClickFunnels and that's where I've built almost everything else. But ClickFunnels doesn't have the same print on demand services that Shopify does or that you can link up with Shopify, right? So now the question is, how do I bring some of that functionality of ClickFunnels to Shopify? So ClickFunnels, for those of you who don't know, is a platform that focuses solely on things like upsells and things like downsells. So that bundling thing that we talked about earlier, ClickFunnels is really good at that. But they do that through multiple different pages and usually it's one product that you can bundle up and up and up and up. But since we have a store, it's a little bit different. So we have to figure out how to put those little mini funnels into the store. So I know that might not make a ton of sense unless you're in the world, but yeah, that's kind of what I'm trying to figure out right now is how can we get the average cart value up higher so we can pay our artists more and so that way we can stay profitable and afford to run more ads. And then on top of that, the second challenge that we have is going to be start building an audience. So as of recording this right now, having launched this podcast, once I kind of figure out the ins and outs of it a little bit more and how to host it properly, not host it, but like how to... Uh, represent it properly I should say on Instagram and that kind of stuff then I'll launch it but um, there's a duck right next to me he's like looking like he wanted to talk for a second ducks are scary <laughs> but um yeah so once I figure out the ins and outs of the podcast a little bit more hopefully you'll get better quality episodes as time goes on but hopefully they will be great for the audience as well but with audience building you have to know who you are that's that's the hard part. And at the very least is to know what direction you're going. So that's the angle I want to take with it is we'll start pumping out content based around the idea of we want to um, seem approachable, I guess, to people. We want to show that we care about artists, that we have a sense of humor. And I think I'll probably post a lot of stuff from a more personal perspective of like not, not separating the brand from myself, but becoming really entwined with the brand. So for example, like saying I and me and that kind of stuff when I'm writing text. So that way people see it as more personal. And that's a way to do it. And man, branding is something I'm trying to get better at right now, but it's very, very, very helpful. And the interesting thing, if you guys are wanting to do branding as well, is generally what you do is you start putting stuff out there for the most part. If you don't know who you are and what you stand for quite yet, just start putting content out and see what feels really good to you. And then as you keep putting more content out, you'll slowly find your voice and your people will find you that way. And so I'm hoping we can do the same thing with the, the shirt brand. And I was thinking about like, you know, content about the anime industry would be really good. I want kind of memes. I want to talk about anime in general, talk about the stories, um, obviously talk about the shirts and the brands, 
but it's this fine balance of how do we keep it about the clothing and the artists while still keeping it entertaining and light. And interestingly enough, I've been looking a little bit more around TikTok because I feel like the brands that are doing really well are generally the ones that are just having a good time, just being kind of funny with it, right? And at the same time, I guess, representing their brand properly. So I've been like studying them a little bit more, trying to figure that out. Because granted, I'm not really, I wouldn't say I'm like a very good content creator quite yet. I'm fairly new at this kind of stuff. So I, yeah, I just need to practice it, practice making good content. And then we're going to use ads to push out that content to people to grow the pages faster. So as we like define our messages more, then we can afford to push it out. And usually what you would do if you had the cash for it, is just start pushing out a bunch of stuff and see what sticks for the most part, right? But since we're on a shoestring budget, that's why I think I'm a little bit more nervous to just push out random stuff because we have to make sure it counts. I'm not going to just blow through $100. I don't have that kind of cash, right? At least not right now. And so, yeah, that's that's kind of where we're at. It doesn't sound like very exciting, but it is very exciting, at least to me. And it's an interesting challenge of how do I create a business and help people at the same time? Because sometimes people don't think that you can do those same things. And it's very popular in Gen Z to think about it like that, where, oh, business people are just greedy people. And there are a lot of greedy people in the world, but I think there's also a lot of very good people that just don't know how to do business properly. And so that's what I'm hoping to do here is to make a good business and almost prove a point, I guess, that you can do good and provide value to the market in a way that doesn't necessarily screw over a lot of people. And and my, from my angle, from my vantage point, it seems like that's what's going to happen in this. Obviously, the artists won't have a ton of controlling interest in the company, but I want them to be present enough that they feel like they are building their audiences and stuff like that. I mean, you can look at it from a million different ways. If you have a better idea, I invite you to compete with me because competition, at the end of the day, will make this industry better. So that's all I really have to say. A handful of just random thoughts. I'm going to start sourcing artists soon, too, for the next launch. I had a lot of people ask about One Piece merch, actually, which is kind of funny. Um, And with that... I was like, you know, I wanted Naruto stuff. People say One Piece. People say Jujutsu Kaisen, which I, if you haven't watched, it's really good. You should catch up. Um, I don't know how long it'll take for me to release this, but right now it's running in the first season still. And yeah, I was like, it'd be fun to do like a shonen themed drop next. So I had some of my favorite scenes of Naruto kind of picked out that I think would still be good and not fall under copyright. Then I had... Um, one of the artists was really wanting to do some One Piece stuff, so he drew some of that. And yeah, we'll see what happens. And you might be wondering, like, well, why don't I just use these three artists that I used last time? And the answer is because I want to give this opportunity to as many people as possible. And so with that, I am planning on building like an artist list, if that makes sense. So we'll have artist capture forms for the most part, where as we get bigger, they can submit their email and maybe a little bit of their work to um, us basically and the next time a launch comes around about you know probably like I'm thinking as soon as we drop a launch we'll start working on the next one 
um, as we're optimizing the site and stuff. And what they can do is they'll submit their email and we will email it out to our list of artists. Hey, here's what the next drop is going to be. Feel free to submit some art. We'll pick three of you or four of you or five of you or however many we want to do for that. And they can submit their work and the ones that we like the most, we can pick those and use them. Now you might be saying, well, is that unfair to the lower artists, right? The ones who want to work, but they don't quite have the talent yet, or they don't have their, their themes and stuff developed quite out yet. And you would be right. It doesn't seem very fair, but partly that's business. And partly I hope that they take it as inspiration to work with these other artists. I don't want this to be a toxic community. Ideally, I'd like it to be a place where these artists can learn from each other and grow their skills together too because the thing is is the world is not a very nice place a lot of times more often than not especially in business people want to pay for top quality service so as a result people want to buy high quality designs so we'll have to use high quality designs and unfortunately that might leave some people out but i hope that as time goes on we can build means to help train these younger artists to working with us in the future, right? Build almost like a ladder for them to ascend, to partner up with us and to eventually partner with hopefully bigger companies because of their exposure they got with us. So that seems, it might seem tough and life is tough, but I'm hoping this is a helping hand in the long run. Anyway, I think that's all I really wanted to say for today. Um, I'm just going to be working on bundling to try and get the average order, average charge value up higher. And I'm probably going to launch a couple more ads too and see how those do. But with that, I will talk to you guys later. Peace.